0: Uh, our gospel lesson this morning is, comes to us from James chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. James five thirteen through 20. Are there any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them. Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if any among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save that sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. So the same question for you all this morning that I asked the kids, when do you pray? Well, I don't necessarily mean what time or what place, but maybe more so what occasions call you to prayer? What are the things that happen in your life that lead you to pray? Maybe you're happy, or maybe you're sick, or stressed, or maybe you need something. If you're like me, when I was young, I prayed mostly for the things that I wanted or needed. And mostly that was the only prayers I ever said. Uh, One of probably the most common prayers was Lord, please let it snow. Um, And that was a prayer I prayed no matter what time of year it was, because just maybe it would snow in September and I wouldn't have to go to school. Uh, As a teen, uh, I would pray for a girlfriend. Uh, That that took a little while. Um, I prayed uh, as I got older to win the lotto, to get a job that would pay me millions. That didn't quite work out. Um. I prayed for toys, for cars, for money, for fame. Uh, If it made my life easier or more fun, then I probably prayed for that. And you could probably chalk that up to just childish fantasy. Uh, But what I've come to find out as I've gotten older is that I think many people, and, and even many churches, pray this way. In fact, I've heard lots of people Pray for wealth or status or fame or nicer cars or bigger homes. I've uh, even heard people pray for the Redskins to win. I probably heard a lot of people yesterday praying for tech to win. Uh, probably heard a lot of people praying afterwards for, you know, grace to move on. Um, and that's, that's not bad. It's not bad to pray for those kind of things. But I remember once, well, I wonder sometimes, Uh, that if our prayers only revolve around asking for things, then maybe we're missing something in our prayers. If all we're ever doing is saying, God, I need this, God, please let me have this, then maybe we're missing something in our prayers. In fact, I remember one pastor questioning, if our prayers in church are just concerns after concerns after concerns after concerns with no joys and no praises, then gee, how depressing that must be to our guests and even for ourselves in worship. Because prayer should be more than just a list of things that we want or need or demands that we think we should have. The instruction from the writer James this morning was, Are there any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? Call for the elders to have them pray over them. Pray for one another. Essentially what James is telling us this morning, that if if we want to be people who live faith, if we want to be doers of the word and not merely hearers of the word, then essentially we must pray, pray, pray. And pray some more. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. You know, times of struggle and grief and pain, as a pastor I've sat with many people in in all those kind of situations and what I've found is that if we allow those times of suffering and pain to, to be what they are, they can become some of the most holy moments in our lives. Because it is in that time of suffering that we are often the most vulnerable. And if we're able to invite God into our life, then God can bring with him peace and comfort in the midst of our suffering. So if any among us are suffering, they should pray. Or any cheerful, they should sing songs of praise. Now I don't know about you all, but this to me, I like I said... As a youth, I was very good at the God, I need a snow day. God, I need this. But prayers of Thanksgiving were often something that I struggled to remember to do. After all, when things are bad, it's easy to remember to pray. When things are going good, why do you need to pray? But what I've come to realize is that in, in order to truly have a well-rounded prayer life, we have to include Thanksgiving. So one of the things that I have found myself doing that, I've challenged myself recently to do, is any time that I think to myself, oh, thank God. You've had those moments, right? Something finally, you know, everything is just in disaster and some glimmer of hope has popped up and you're just, oh, thank God. When I find myself saying, oh, thank God, I challenge myself to stop and to actually pray, God, thank you for this gift that you've given me. I was overwhelmed, and I needed a glimmer of hope, and you provided this for me. So I challenge you, when you're cheerful, and things are going well, pray. Give thanks to God. Because I think, as hard as it is sometimes to remember to pray in all of these different ways, and not just pray for things, I think when we, when we really pray, and when we really give thanks, We really invite the presence of God that what we do in those moments is we allow our hearts to be changed by God, to put us more in line with the will of God rather than to change God's mind, that rather than desiring that God should give us whatever we've asked for, that we allow God to change us. Because I think what prayer does for us, what we, if we allow it to, what it can do for us is it can allow, it can make us more aware of the movement of God in our lives. It can make us more aware of how God is trying to work in and through us. We have a pastor friend of ours uh, who runs a clothes closet, in fact one of our guests this morning volunteers with that. Uh, This was in Waynesboro. And and Janelle is somebody who who I think prays often. And she gives thanks often. I I remember when we worked with her, she was always giving thanks to God. And I think because of that, she's very in tune with what God is calling her to do and what God is calling uh, in the community that she works in. And not long ago, she posted this story uh, that that happened to her on Facebook. And and I'll just share what she posted. It said, Are you ready for a good love story? She said, Yesterday my friend texted me from Goodwill to see if I can use a pair of size 14 shoes for the clothes closet. She said, I prayed before I came into the store for God to show me what I needed to buy and I found these shoes. And so this shopper, so she tells the shopper. She said, "Absolutely." She texts back. She says, "I know that somewhere in our area, there's a teen with a large pair of feet that needs a good pair of tennis shoes." Later that night, she received a text message uh, from a friend of hers who was a teacher, who was texting to see if the secret boutique had a pair of size 14 tennis shoes because she had a student with large feet. just needed a good pair of tennis shoes as the one that he wore to school were literally falling apart. And so she wrote on her Facebook page, tomorrow morning love will look like a pair of blue size 14 men's Nike tennis shoes with an orange swoosh, a young man with big feet and an even bigger grin as he laces up a new pair of shoes, a teacher holding back her tears as she watches And a friend ten miles away, pouring out her heart in prayer for a boy she never met. While God provided what they needed, the shopper didn't go in saying, God, I need these things, I need you to give me X, Y, Z. The shopper merely opened herself up and said, God, help me to find what they need today. Help me to find where I can be a blessing today. And trusted that whatever she got, God would use. Our pastor friend likewise trusted that God, and always trusts, in fact, that God will always provide them with the gifts that they need for these kids. And the last friend was just praying that God would fulfill this one kid's needs because size 14 shoes are not easy to come by, especially at a clothes closet. All of the way through this story, at every single point, it was a story of people who were praying and listening and trusting God would take care of the needs that they didn't even know were there. Their prayer was not that they would get what they wanted, but their prayer was merely that they would be aware of the movement of God in their life and in the life of those around them. My hope for all of us is that we pray in the same way. That we pray in our sufferings for peace and for comfort and for the presence of God. That we pray through our joys and give thanks for all of the things that God does that we so often look over. And I hope that as we pray each and every day that we become increasingly aware of the presence of God in our lives. As I mentioned this morning, the lead team will be starting a process called choosing a faithful path, discerning and visioning what the future of Fieldstone will look like. And as we do this, all of us will be praying and praying more to become more deeply aware of God's presence and of God's will for Fieldstone. And what I ask of all of you, whether you're just here as a guest this morning or whether you attend here faithfully every Sunday, what I ask from each and every one of you is that you all be in prayer for the lead team as well. That you pray for us to be able to sense that awareness so that we can discern what God's will for us is. So I ask you to be, please be praying, not for the path that you want, not for the path that we want, but for the path that God wants for all of us. As James said this morning, pray for one another, for the prayer of the righteous is pr- powerful and effective. So may we all be praying for one another this day praying for our will to become one with the will of Christ, praying that we may all become increasingly aware of God's presence with us always. Let us pray. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for all of the blessings that you give that we overlook day by day. We give you thanks for this place and for these people. For this chance to worship together in love and unity. We give you thanks. And we ask you to help us to lead us into a deeper relationship with you. That we may always be aware of your presence and your working in and around us. Amen.